2: Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Donna Freeman. I'm the founder of YogaInMySchool.com and you are tuning in to the show entitled The Curvy Yoga Revolution. Our guest today is none other than the curvy yoga yogi herself and a guest jelly. We are thrilled to have Anna with us. She has been a huge proponent of doing yoga your way and not waiting um until you are flexible until you've lost ten pounds until you have enough money until you're just right and then starting on a path to um self acceptance and self love But to start today, welcome Anna.
1: Hello, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: It's a pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about what is curvy yoga?
1: Sure. Uh, Curvy yoga is something that I started because I've been practicing yoga for a long time and I rarely got any modifications for my curvy body. And I always felt like, okay, this is my problem. If I lose weight, if I do whatever, then I'll finally be able to enjoy my yoga practice. And then over time I realized that, you know, hey, it doesn't have to be this way. And I decided to just kind of get my yoga certif- te- teaching certification and find ways to make yoga accessible to more people.
2: Great. It's such a, a valuable message for everyone to not, you know, wait for somebody else to solve their, you know, what well, you said is a problem, but, it, you know, to solve whatever obstacles you face. You know, you better <laughs> figure it out and 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 get
1: going yourself. And I right, think exactly. And it's, oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say that there are always things that you can do, even if your teacher doesn't know it, uh, you can figure it out. Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly. You've got, you know, you've been doing yoga for a while, um, but recently, I'd say in the past year or so, you've kind of really gotten to become a spokesperson for curvy yoga. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal story uh, your background, and and how you got to be where you are today.
1: Sure. Um, I started practicing yoga about 12 years ago. And like I had mentioned, just kind of over time, I just kept kind of waiting for my practice to unfold to a certain level that I thought it would be where I could, you know, the typical stereotypes, put my foot behind my head or whatever. Um, and this was concurrent with a history of dieting. So I recently figured out that I had been on 65 diets in my life, which is something that is just kind of really incredible to me, even though I knew my story. And so when I started Curvy Yoga, when I started writing and when I started teaching, it was because I was looking for someone with a similar story and I wasn't finding it. So wanting to hear from somebody who was trying to work towards being positive about their body loving themselves and practicing yoga and how those things influence each other. And that's really how it's kind of picked up. And what's been so interesting for me is it's not only people who identify as curvy who are really interested in it, but people of all different shapes and sizes who have really been looking for a way to kind of talk about body image and how through our yoga practice we can grow that in a way that makes that is supportive of our lives.
2: Well, I think that's what, you know, at least to me, I I read your your blog faithfully, and I and I watch updates and stuff. But that's what it talks to me. I think we all
1: struggle with body image, uh,
2: no matter what size
1: we are. Yeah, definitely. And that's what's so cool about yoga is that it can really give you a connection. So for me, being on that many diets in my life, I had really disconnected in a lot of ways from my body, and I think that yoga has given me a way to feel in my body and that has spurred other positive changes in my life.
2: Mm -hmm. And now people see you kind of as like as role
1: model. Uh, How does does that feel? It it feels funny. I never really imagined myself in this position but now I feel like I have a voice and I really want to be able to use it to advocate for yoga that's accessible. Kind of like you mentioned at the beginning of class, not only modifications for curvy bodies, which I think is really important and teachers should know about, but also making yoga financially accessible, accessible for people who are differently abled, all kinds of different things.
2: Oh, wonderful. I I, I really admire the message that you're getting out there and the, and the uh, thoughtful and kind way that you do it. Well, thank you. So Struggling with weight issues is nothing new for you. You've you've done it throughout your childhood. You speak quite candidly about um, you know being a, a young teen and and the troubles that you went through there. How can yoga help children and teenagers who are facing these same struggles today?
1: Yeah, I definitely have been facing this issue for a really long time. I think I went on. Wheat Watchers for the first time when I was 12 or 13 years old, and that was by far not my first diet. It was just kind of my first official diet, I guess. Um, And I feel like when I was growing up, I really didn't have a way to know that my body perhaps was just different from other people's bodies. You know, looking back in retrospect, I see times that I was gaining weight were really in a lot of ways times that I was just growing. And so I think ways for adults to make different bodies acceptable to kids is amazing. Um, and I think that I really didn't have a way to, that I enjoyed moving my body, and so exercise became something that was, something that I was not interested in doing. And I think if I would have had yoga available to me, then I might have liked it better because it was in a context, so that was different than what I usually considered exercise, which was kind of like a a punishment or a you have to be doing this kind of thing.
2: Mhm. Well, that is often, I hear that a lot. I I work in schools with kids and, uh, you know, even talking with um, with adults, a lot of them who aren't physically active often will say, you know, I hated PE class. I always felt, you know, that I couldn't do stuff and it really made me feel awkward. Um, And so how can parents and teachers and youth leaders help these teens connect with their bodies?
1: You know, I think making different options available would be really helpful. So I was also one of those kids who hated gym class. Um, I think the focus in gym on competition and on, you know, maybe like running, let's say, a mile in 15 minutes or whatever they kind of make the standard works well for some kids who really enjoy that but does not work well for other kids. And so I think if the focus could be on, Moving your body is something that is joyful that we all can appreciate and feels good for us versus, you know, you have to do this, or if you don't do it in X amount of time, then you're a failure, you know, especially when you're getting graded on that kind of thing, which I think adds an interesting element to gym class in particular. Um, And also, I think, creating more um, kind of, for lack of a better term, natural opportunities would be helpful. So, you know, when you're in your real life and you're out of school, you're not going to be most likely um, being graded by someone with a whistle on how fast you can go. So mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, taking pl- your dog for a walk or whatever might be a kind of more real-life situation and giving people an opportunity to experience that so they can not only enjoy it but translate it to their life outside of school.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk a lot about uh body positivity, uh, yeah, <laughs> can you explain that term and you know what it means to you
1: to me? Body positivity means loving your body, but not so much like I when I hear that phrase, I'm thinking puppies and rainbows and sunshine <laughs> um, You know, everybody getting in a circle and holding hands and, you know, that's okay for people who enjoy that, but that's really not my personality or what I'm talking about. Uh, For me, body positivity is something that I work on. It's a process literally every day, um, but it definitely unfolds over time where I try to appreciate my body for what it can do and admire the things that I like about it. So I think in the past when I was, really in the thick of dieting and really hating on my body, I would just never feel happy with how I looked or any of my body parts. And now I try to just have, really bring some mindfulness to it, which is what I've learned from yoga and it's really been so helpful. So that if I'm having down days, which I definitely have and I like to acknowledge on the blog, that just because you're working on body positivity doesn't mean that you're always going to be positive. Um, for me, it's kind of far, far from that. Um, but rather, that just when I see it and I'm able to acknowledge it and do something different, whether that's changing clothes if I don't like what I'm wearing or it's feeling tight, or taking a minute to sit down and just kind of take a breath and be grounded, whatever's going to work for me or for whoever's trying it. Um, and that is something that helps me kind of just continue working towards loving my body.
2: I guess it's getting past the reflection in the mirror and kind of getting into
1: what's what's inside. Yeah, exactly. And it's those things that your friends and family members love about you. You know, your personality or your sense of humor and but then also things that they love about your look too. It's all kind of combined. And you just being able to see that too.
2: Yeah, we have a very, uh, in our society, we have a very difficult time, you know, uh, separating, you know, our our physical, our, our outward appearance with who we are inside, um, because they are, they are connected And, uh, and to remember that, that we are so much more than, like, as you say, our body parts.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Now, What are some things that you do on a daily basis that help you, you know, love yourself and appreciate yourself?
1: Well, I do practice yoga on a near daily basis. Um, I would say my practice really differs from day to day. So some days I'll go through a whole, you know, hour, hour and a half practice. Some days I just lay down in Shavasana for five minutes. You know, it just kind of depends (laughs) on where I am, what's going on. Um, I find that when I take that time, it's just so hard sometimes to feel like, gosh, I don't have any time for yoga. But what I find is when I do take that time, even if it's just five minutes, it makes such a difference for my day and how I'm feeling about myself. Um, I also am a big journaler. (laughs) I write a lot about just kind of what's going on in my day. you know, writing on the blog is something that's really helpful too and connecting with other people who are trying to practice body positivity in their lives as well. There are a lot of great bloggers and people on Facebook and Twitter who are doing this and that reading that and writing and communicating with them is a great benefit. And then besides that, I just try to do things that I enjoy, um, hanging out with my husband and my two crazy puppies and reading and just kind of doing doing things that add Positivity and um, detract from stress in my life.
2: Yeah. You know, we are not all separate little things. We are a combination of those. And to remember that we actually are worth, worth the effort and worth the time, I think that's really important. Yeah. Now, you've been causing a bit of a ruckus. <laughs> you know, uh, some waves and and that kind of thing in the in the yoga online community. You sent a letter to Yoga Journal and uh, there's been a little bit of fallout in the in the subsequent months. Can you explain what's going on for anybody who who hasn't kept up to date on on the whole diet yoga journal and curvy yoga connection?
1: <laughs> sure. So um, a couple of months ago, I got the latest issue of Yoga Journal, and there was an article in there that started off talking about a person calling herself fat in a in a what I read as a positive way, kind of. And I do the same thing; I will claim fat as an adjective rather than a moral judgment about my body. Mm-hmm. Um, she also talked about this movement called Health at Every Size, which talks about how people can be healthy at any size. So that doesn't mean that they necessarily are, but rather that there are thin people who are unhealthy, just like there are fat people who are unhealthy and vice versa. So I got really excited because I hadn't read anything like that before in Yoga Journal and I was like, oh my gosh, finally, we're going to have some fat acceptance in Yoga Journal and they're going to talk about yoga for curvier bodies. So as I dive into the article, it becomes obvious that this kind of calling, this person calling themselves has become an impetus for going onto a diet, but she's talking about it in terms of intuitive eating. So she's saying things like, I listen to my body, and then she talks about weighing out two ounces of meat to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I saw this as a really contradictory message, but I sat with it for a while because I just didn't know how to respond. It's one of those things where it's not an overt dieting article, but that's kind of why I wanted to respond to it because I thought it was really insidious, the kind of thing where we think, okay, this person's really getting in touch with their body, but in reality, they're not getting in touch with their body. They're still following dieting rules. They're just thinking about it in a different way, perhaps. Um, So it took me probably a week or so of just kind of going back to the article, reading it, thinking how I wanted to respond, Um, And I really do love Yoga Journal, and I said that in my article. Like, I get excited when it comes. I look forward to reading it. And so I wanted to respond in a way that was caring, but that still kind of called out what I saw in that article, which was something that I thought maybe other people would kind of pick up on but might not Mm -hmm. see exactly how they were crafting that argument in a way that I thought was kind of um, tricky. So I just wrote a letter saying that, saying that that i appreciate yoga journal but that i think it's hurtful when they put in dieting articles especially dieting articles that are disguised in some ways as body positivity um, and that having this kind of article makes people aspire to it so you read this article and you think gosh this person could do it so could i and there are many different reasons why that may or may not be true you know we all have different biological things to our bodies emotional like so many different things that just can set people up to feel really bad about themselves if they're not able to do that, and that isn't something that I wanted to see in Yoga Journal, and that's why I wrote that letter.
2: All right, so that's the letter. Now, <laughs> there's a little bit of fallout from your letter. <laughs> I know that the Flying Yogini uh, took up your cause on Elephant Journal. And yep. uh, And... <laughs> and and kind of said hey if if they don't publish this letter, um then I'm gonna re- rescind my subscription and that type of thing, and
1: just what last week,
2: yep, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah yep, they
1: they published the letter last week, um, and I thought that that was really exciting. you know, they took a a great snippet, I thought from my letter, which was of course too long to be run as a letter to the editor um that really reflected how I was feeling about the article, kind of like I had just said. And you're right, the response from people has been so interesting and so beyond what I had expected. Like I expected the letter to just kind of be something essentially between me and my blog readers about what's going on at Yoga Journal and how yoga is represented more broadly. But that has gotten into kind of what I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation about how many different people of all different sizes are relating to the idea that we want to see people who are more reflective of the students we see in class, of our friends and family, in magazines like Yoga Journal and in broader kind of yoga media in general. I think that this is something that is definitely about Yoga Journal but is even broader about making yoga accessible and raising the visibility of all the different people who practice. Yeah.
2: I know I refer uh, all kinds of people to your blog because they ask me exactly that. Well, you know, I'm carrying a little bit extra weight or I'm this or whatever. Can I go to a yoga class? I said, yes, go to a yoga class. Visit yoga. You know, visit Curvy Yoga. Get inspired. And if your yoga teacher doesn't know how to make adaptations, you know, try and figure them out yourself or use these resources, and I'll give her a f- give them a few resources. Um but That's it's great. So, yeah, it's so important to get your message out to, as you say, the the public at large, because so many people discount yoga, or I can't do yoga, and I, I I don't fit the mental image of a yogi.
1: Right. Yeah. Most of my students, so I teach here in Nashville, where I live, and most of my students are people who have never done yoga before, who are like pretty hesitant to try it, but they're interested. And one of my students recently told me, you know, thank you so much for making this available. We've are, we've always wanted to be doing it, mm-hmm. but we never thought that we were able to. You know, it's a, I know that from my experience and from talking to my students and people from the blog, that there are so many people who want to try yoga, but who just feel like because of some of the representation that we see in the media and also what we hear, that if you aren't a certain weight, a certain size, and a certain flexibility, that you're not going to be able to do it. And that's really not true. You know, I offer tons of modifications for my students. I have students practicing in chairs. You know, whatever you have going on, there's something that can be done so that you can try yoga in your own way.
2: Well, exactly. What would be your top tips, then, for yoga instructors um, who may not themselves be curvy um, and they've got curvy students? What what yeah. should they be aware of as as more and more people are coming into their classes and, and, you know, some pros and maybe some things not to do?
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. I'm glad that you pointed that out. I think that there are definitely more and more curvy students who are starting to practice, which is really exciting. Um, I think the first thing that teachers can do is not make assumptions about their students. I think this is true for students. Really? of any size, um, but certainly for curvy students, I know that oftentimes if I get a new class, the teacher will assume that I am new or that I don't know what to do, um, and you know, that's mm-hmm. I appreciate them checking in, but it's finding a way to essentially meet the students where they are. Um, I think that another thing is if you don't know a modification for a curvy student, that's okay. You can say, you know, I'm not really sure what is gonna work best for you, let me check into it and I can follow up with an email or I can tell you about it in the next class. I think that people are open to the idea that teachers may not know every single thing that needs to happen for each student because people are coming in with all different kinds of bodies and injuries and abilities, but just maintaining that open attitude I think is really helpful and helps students want to be able to, to come back to the class and keep trying. Um, the other thing I would say is to think about what you're communicating, both verbally and non-verbally. So this is kind of getting into the back into the body positivity conversation and thinking about how to create a space that's supportive of different bodies. So I think you can do that through your advertising. So if you're showing images of people practicing yoga on your website, if you have a website or in print, um, materials, just showing people of all different sizes makes a difference, that you're not just seeing only thin people on this website or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think also thinking about how, if and how you want to talk about dieting or cleansing or whatever kind of language you might be using and just thinking about how that affects all the different people in your class. Um, I had mm-hmm. recently read a, a survey in Glamour magazine that 97% of women have at least one what they called an I hate my body moment yep. per day. So we're not talking about, like, a fringe group of people who have a identifiable eating disorder. You know, these are not only the people who we're really concerned about when we see them. Probably the vast majority of our classes, whether women or men, no matter their size, who are struggling with that. So thinking about how you can be Supportive of them creating a positive body image, I think, is really important.
2: hmm Well, thank you, because I know a, a number of I teach uh, a lot of chair yoga, and a number of people will come up to me afterwards and they said that was fantastic. I never thought I could do that, or I tried yoga before, and and the instructor made me feel uncomfortable, and so I never went back or whatever. And as people become more aware of everyone's needs in in the room. Um, we can be very sensitive to that and and reach out in compassion and and bring people in
1: yeah it's definitely i love that you said that about compassion i think that compassion and kindness are such a big part of it finding ways to to make people feel comfortable and let them experience that joy of moving their way their body in a way that feels good to them that's one thing that i love about teaching curva yoga and definitely like about uh, teaching chair yoga i love that you do that now,
2: for the students who are coming, um, they've been afraid of a, a yoga class for whatever reason, and and they still think, oh, you know what, I should try this. It's, it kind of sounds interesting, or whatever. You know, my my spouse is forcing me to go, or my friend has invited me. Whatever <laughs> the reason, what would you say to them? What's your advice?
1: Um, I'd first say that I definitely hear them, that they may have a little hesitance around it. I think that that makes sense and that I was in the same position. Um, I think it's great for people to talk to their teachers before they go to class. So I encourage people if you're not sure about a class or a teacher or whatever, um, definitely check out their website if they have that, communicate with them by email or even drop by before the class and just kind of see how the teacher responds with your concerns um, if you don't want to go ahead of time you can also just talk to the teacher a couple minutes before class I know that that can sometimes be an intimidating experience but in my experience I think that it's helpful just to check in with the teacher so that they know if you have any injuries or anything going on that they should know about. Um, I love the idea of going with a friend I think that's a really fun way to try out a yoga class that's a little bit less intimidating. Um, If you don't have a friend who's willing to go with you, I would uh, suggest getting recommendations from friends. So if you already have friends who have practiced or are practicing and know, okay, hey, this teacher was cool when I came in and I had a curvy body, so you might want to check them out. I hear that kind of thing a lot. Um, And then the other thing is it can be a nice way to start yoga and just kind of get used to it by practicing at home, whether that's with videos or with books, and I have some resources on my website, some just little practice sequences that people can try out. I think it's really important to practice with a teacher so that you can practice safely and learn what works best for you. But if it's helpful to just kind of maybe hear the terms or whatever before you go, I think that that's a great option.
2: Fantastic. Well, and I think the other thing is understand that
1: it's all going to take time. Right. Yep, that's for sure. <laughs> I think mean, that's why they call it a practice, right? <laughs> it's like
2: I'm going to start yoga today, and by Christmas I'll have I'll be totally different, and I'll love myself again. It's like, no, no.
1: <laughs> right. If that yeah. happens, people should call me because I want to know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: What elixir did you take? And give me some of that.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're nearly done. i wanna do a really quick um kind of maybe one minute with um it's supposed to be two, but I, I, we're we're close to being done here um ask you a couple of little quirky questions about um you know who you are Sounds so great. first one is what's your favorite t v show the office ah <laughs> <laughs> Which do you prefer, Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, Star Wars. <laughs> okay. That's the force,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. How do you like your coffee? Um, I like it better as tea. <laughs> not there a big you go. Coffee drinker. <laughs> yep, I'm the same. Uh oddest thing you've ever eaten. Oh my goodness. Um probably squid. I know a lot of people eat that, but to me I hate Weird textured food, and so that was a big, big risk for me. <laughs> and
2: if you were God for a day, what would you do?
1: Wow, I think I would a big find one, hey? ways. <laughs> yeah, seriously, find ways for people to see the the sacred and the spiritual that's inside of them. Wonderful. Thank you so much joining us
2: today. Thank you. So tell us how people can get in touch with you if they want to follow you and find you and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, great. I have a website. It's curvyyoga.com. And on there I have a contact form where you can send me questions or ideas. Um, I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash curvyyoga and on Twitter at curvyyoga. And I am often on all of those things and love talking with people, so I would definitely enjoy connecting with anyone.
2: Well, thank you so much, Anna. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you and to discuss, you know, frankly, your experiences and the way that you're making it into kind of almost like a life mission to change how people feel and think about themselves.
1: Thank you, Donna. I really appreciate you. This is a great opportunity. I really enjoyed it. All right. For more
2: information on curvy yoga, be sure to get in touch with Anna, guest Jelly, and be part of the curvy yoga revolution. I know uh, Yoga Dork and, as I mentioned before, uh, Elephant Journal as well as the Flying Yogini are all firm supporters of curvy yoga, uh, myself as well. Um, And just on a separate note, I am thrilled that today, it's um, March 28, 2011, and today the Wall Street Journal ran um, articles highlighting yoga for kids and yoga in schools. And uh, so that has been a thrill for for me personally uh, to have that kind of uh, media light shone on the work that so many uh, engaged and amazing people are involved with. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check out yogainmyschool.com for all you need for the yoga of life. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.